You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Monday, November 14th, 2022. My name is JJ Jackson, and inside the studio with me today for the show, I've got Tom Peavy, Brooks Childress, and Cam Berry. A lot to get into here on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show as we recap Auburn football's win against Texas A&M on Saturday from inside Jordan-Hare Stadium. We'll look ahead to Western Kentucky and the Iron Bowl. Tons of momentum over the last 24 hours regarding Lane Kiffin as a possible head coach for the Auburn football team. Separating fact from fiction will be a topic of conversation here on today's show. We're going to have your birthdays in sports. We're going to have a nightly TV guide, and we're also going to have our best and worst of the weekend in the final hour of the program. Do want to once again say thank you very much to the Auburn Alumni Center for hosting us on Friday. What a terrific show it was to be able to go out on the road and uh, be at the Auburn Alumni Center to promote their huddle tailgate. A lot of folks turned out on Saturday before that Texas A&M game, and uh, those guys at the Auburn Alumni Center always take such good care of us. Our pal Todd Deary did a remarkable job on the program. We hope that you enjoyed his football insight and then promoting everything that the Auburn Alumni Center has to offer. Uh, So what a fun show that was for us on Friday. A new week is here. We get off and rolling. We're going out on the road on Thursday for the Southwest Fire Department's uh, chili dinner that we're at every single year. Benefit Chili Dinner will be out there once again. So busy, busy times, busy, busy week here on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, and we're going to be off and rolling. Big story in sports today surrounding the University of Virginia's football team. Three student athletes were shot and killed on campus, and uh, our heart is certainly out there yeah. in Charlottesville with those folks. So, tons to discuss here on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Tom Peavy, let me hear from you. How are you? Uh, doing good. It's a uh, yeah, very busy week for me getting ready for that chili dinner that you mentioned uh, Thursday. And uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and talk a quick bit about Please that. Do. But yeah, Thursday, uh, this upcoming Thursday, Southwest Fire Department, it's our annual chili dinner uh, to benefit Southwest Lee County Fire Department. And uh, it's a very family friendly event. Uh, we it's all if you're there eating with us, it's all you can eat chili and live music. Uh, we have raffle giveaways. We have door prize give, giveaways. Uh, a lot of sponsors from around the community have, uh, have pitched in to help us out with this. It's the 12th year that we've done it. And, uh, yeah, you know, we, being a volunteer fire department, we don't get a lot of the funds that a city department does. So we have to do fundraisers like this to be able to get different equipment and, and things like that. And that's what this is for. So uh, invite everybody out to uh, – Come and uh, enjoy some chili with us. It's supposed to be really cold that night, so it would be perfect chili weather. Yeah. And uh, and Sports Call is going to be there live. 
Uh, I'm not on the show on Thursday, but I'm sure JJ will have me sit down at the microphone and give a few We've words. We've done this a time or two. Yeah, yeah. done it a couple times or two. and so uh, We've got our routine down. Yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a great, great time. Um, we'll have, uh, you know, our trucks will be on display for people to look at. Then other fire departments from the area also come and eat with us, and their trucks are there on display. Uh, it's just, it's a fun time. It's a, it's a great little event and uh, draws a good crowd. And like I said, eat some chili, let, listen to some live music, maybe win some prizes, and uh, just come and have fun with us. Ken Berry, how are you, sir? I am great. I'm just now dethawing from being out uh, out on the sidelines from the game. It was very, very cold, but a very great environment. I was glad, glad I, was be, I was able to do that um, and get some video and do some things like that. So that was a really cool experience. Um, enjoyed a great Sunday. Watched a lot of football, a lot of, a lot of NFL. Didn't have to stress about the Falcons because they already lost earlier in the week. Um, <laughs> To your Panthers, JJ. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and watched arguably the game of the year between uh, the Minnesota Vikings and the Buffalo Bills, a great one. Justin Jefferson, that catch was just phenomenal. Yeah. Not better than Odell's, but uh, it's, it's up there. It's, it was a great, great throw or a great catch. Um, so, yeah, doing great. Uh, just enjoyed the weekend and uh, ready to get back to it. 13-10, to 10, the final score, Auburn's victory over Texas A&M. An unbelievable atmosphere inside Jordan-Hare Stadium. Uh, Folks rallying behind interim head coach Cadillac Williams. All of that said, uh, a pretty lackluster football game. I mean, again, your (laughs) final score is 13-10. to It's 7-0 going to the fourth quarter of play. Uh, But Auburn did what they needed to do. They won a football game against Texas A&M, who has now lost six consecutive games and uh, has only won two games this entire season, yeah. three games. So right. we'll see what this uh, what this Aggie team can do. Is they're now three and six. Auburn uh, picks up the win there. To, or excuse me, they're now three and seven, and Auburn is now four and six. Uh, and onward you go. But still, a win is a win is a win. Yeah. And uh, what an unbelievable environment it was on Saturday. Uh, it, it was a great environment, and you could definitely tell that the uh, players were feeding off the excitement of Cornell Williams, but also the excitement of the crowd. And just incredible, you had two three-win teams playing in that atmosphere, but that's just how much Auburn fans love everything about Auburn, and not just Auburn football. But, uh, yeah, you know, J.J., you mentioned uh, lackluster, and, yeah, it was a lackluster game, but I will say this. Auburn's defensive performance was not lackluster. That, that The Auburn defense just reared up and got after it. Uh we have seen flashes of that, but not throughout an entire game like they did against Texas A&M. Third quarter, I mean, held them, what, negative two yards in the entire third quarter. Sure, yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, they were shutting down the pass. They were shutting down the run. They were doing everything they, they needed to do. Now, Auburn's ground game was gashing Texas A&M. You had two 100-yard rushers, but, you know, just no real passing game, no real threat of a passing game there with Auburn. And, and that, that's something that has got to be fixed. Uh, Texas A&M started stacking the box, and Auburn was still able to get some good yards, even though A&M was coming up and stacking the box, which you got to give some credit to the offensive line. They they played one of their better games that they've had. I mean, a much maligned offensive line uh, handled, uh, you know, a loaded box and was able to free up some running room for uh, for Jarquez Hunter, for Tank Bigsby, and for Robbie Ashford. So, uh, yeah, it might have been, you know, kind of a – 
a blah game from a scoring standpoint, but uh, the excitement was there. The defense was definitely there, and then Auburn's run game was definitely there. And the elements had something to do with that, right? Jarquez Hunter and Tank Bigsby each had 121 rushing yards. How rare is that that the two running backs settle on the exact same yardage total? Both guys had 121 rushing yards. Jarquez did it on 10 fewer carries. Continues to be impressive this season. But for Auburn's passing game, only 13 total pass attempts for Robbie Ashford, which is incredibly low in a a college football game, particularly at the SEC level. To see an offense only attempt 13 passes, we saw what what felt like 13 straight incompletions from Connor Wakeman, the Texas A&M starting quarterback. Uh, The wind was a factor in the football game. The elements were certainly a factor in it as well. Uh, But Auburn... While the passing offense wasn't productive, they also just, quite frankly, didn't try to throw the football a whole lot. Again, when you walk away, only attempting 13 passing attempts in a single game. Yeah, only 13 passing attempts. But, I mean, that's I mean Cadillac said exactly what Auburn was going to do. We were going to run the ball, and we did just that. I mean, 55 attempts of rushing the ball, 270 yards. And like you said, Jarquez and Tank each had 121 apiece. So, they, I mean, they didn't need to really throw the ball. Um, the the running game was just going so well, it just didn't seem like it was necessary. I mean, 13 attempts, you're right, that is low. And uh, Robbie did throw two interceptions. Um, but, again, the, the running game did end up getting us the win. So yeah. the, the one thing I'll say, the, the 13 attempts, those were just the ones that actually left his hand. But there were many play calls that were passing, play calls that uh, Robbie just never could get find anybody open. And would end up trying to do something with his legs, or the you know the pocket would collapse, and he would just get what he could out of it. Uh, so I mean, they were trying to do some passing plays, and you know those are some things that just you know Robbie's got to get better at. Uh, he missed, you know, he he overthrew a wide open Jarquez Hunter for a yeah. touchdown. Yep. Uh, I mean, there was nobody between Jarquez and the end zone on a wheel route if if Robbie just put puts it there, but he kind of double pumped and sailed it and so that that one hurts there was another couple of times auburn had some guys open that robbie just didn't see so you hope that kind of part of the game will come around but you know as long as that run game is going and you're able to to take care of things on the ground like that uh then that's going to help but you know it it gets tough whenever teams start loading the box and texas a&m really did that but auburn was still able to even get the yards out of it all of our sports call callers and guests join us on the auburn bank phone line auburn bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Give us a call to join the show, 334-887-3401. Our show continues here in a moment. Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. Let's get back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Feel free to give us a call at 334-887-3401 or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9.
All right, welcome back into the program. Sports Call Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Tom Peavy, Brooks Childress, and Cam Berry talking Auburn football. Tigers have two games left on the year against Western Kentucky and the Iron Bowl against Alabama. If they win both of those games, they're bowl eligible. Tall task, but uh, who knows this day and age in college football, what you're certainly capable of. The Alabama Crimson Tide pick up a victory against Ole Miss over the weekend. Tennessee pretty dominant in their win against Missouri. We'll touch on a couple of other SEC games as the show moves along as well. In college football, as we've known doing this show over the years and just watching the sport, being a part of the media and the facet in which we are, we, we well know that, look, these head coaches have to have a press conference every single week during the season, whether you like it or not. You got to show up and do your press conferences, and they're always all over the place. With Gus Malzahn, he wanted his press conference every single Tuesday at 11.15 in the morning. Brian Harson was a 1.30 Monday afternoon guy. Cadillac Williams, for the past couple of weeks, has been a 3 o'clock on Monday guy. So we don't have the opportunity to attend said weekly press conferences from Caddy because it started 20 minutes ago, and we're doing this fine sports talk show for you, but... He must be listening to the program because he was just asked about the passing offense for the Tigers. 13 pass attempts for Robbie Ashford, like we were mentioning. And Cadillac says, quote, I'm okay with us running the rock and having success. We want to be the most physical bunch, he says, despite the 4-1 to one ratio of run-to-pass plays against Texas A&M. Cadillac Williams is perfectly fine with the unbalanced attack. Again, a season low for Auburn in number of pass attempts. Four run plays for every one passing situation for the Tigers, and that's exactly what they ordered up. That's exactly what worked for Auburn football on Saturday. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 if you would like to call in and be a part of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. As we go to the phone lines now, joining us on the program first up today is... Ward Dam Steve. Retired Ward Dam Steve now joins us. Hello, Steve. Hello, good afternoon. And I'm going to start with this, guys. Saturday night, I'm I, I mad upset. I had tears in my eyes, and all I had to say was three words War Dam Eagle. War Dam Eagle, indeed. Yes, we all felt it. And with these quotes, guys, uh, I, I, I just picked these quotes out because they feel for me what I felt during the game and afterwards. Quote, Auburn football going to be okay. It ain't dead, baby. It ain't dead. Terrific comments from Cadillac Williams after the game went final. Yeah, really good interview. Really, really good interview with uh, Cole Kublik. And then this quote. I love this quote, too. Watch this. I'm going to go stab club. I'm going to go get it. I don't know who said that. He's to me. He's a, the, the player of the game. The, 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 he, he made the play of the game. He made it, or else was, probably we might not have won the game. Was that Kobe Wooden? Kobe Wooden is correct. You win, sir. Yep. He was going around. I was reading the details. I saw the video. He was going around telling some of the players, and they thought he was just bragging. He went and told coach. He said, "Watch this, coach. I'm going to go do it," and he did it. Yeah. In fact, I thought they were going to call offsides on him. Yeah, well, the, the A&M coaching staff was trying to get them to call it that it was offsides, but no, he got a good jump. Good jump, good jump. 
I know several of you guys uh, were there. I know you were there, J.J. I know Brooks was there. Tom, were you there? I was not. I was watching it on TV. Okay, well, I turned it full volume on speakers, hmm. but I still couldn't, you know, simulate what it must have been like. How loud was it to you guys? Yeah, Cam was there. I, I was actually back home in Asheville, North Carolina this weekend, but oh, okay. Cam and Brooks were there, so Cam, we'll let you speak to that. Yeah. How it was, loud did you think it, it was? It was absolutely insane, and I was down on the field as well, so it was it was very surreal, very, I mean, just you could feel the energy um, from from the fans. Brooks, how about yourself, man? How was it? How, how loud was it to you? Brooks just had to step out of the studio oh, okay. to uh, to handle some production stuff for us. Uh, Brooks was also up in the press box that we deemed the fishbowl, Steve. So he does not have open air access to really get a true sense of of what the volume's like when we're up there in that press box. Okay, Silly so enough. The, the, the windows so weren't Cam's, rattling, right? We're shaking. Cam's perspective is the best today. Okay. Well, look. You know, this was an ugly game. It was like a mud wrestling fight or a rock fight. You know, it was bad football. But then again, it was good football, okay? Because I, I, I didn't care about the score. You know, Cadillac got the team feeling good again. They got me feeling good again. Uh, and they found a way to win a game. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, last, last, this past Saturday night, Auburn was being Auburn again. And once again, it felt that Jordan Hare State was a special place because of Cadillac and the team and the players and what that energy was all about. Uh, had Harson still been been there, I don't know, we would have won the game, guys. I know it wouldn't have been uh, from what I saw uh, Tiger Walk. I mean, when I saw the amount of people that were there, I would have thought, if you hadn't told me differently, uh, the Tiger Walk was there for an Iron Bowl game, and both teams were undefeated. Yeah, really uh, impressive guys, to show out. Did, did you see the the the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the the fans that were there for Tiger Walk? Saw video clips and things like that, and yeah, it seemed like there were a million people at the at, uh, Tiger, at Tiger Walk. Walk was packed, like packed out uh pat more packed than i've i've ever seen it this season easily and i've i've been to i went to i've been to a few um this year and and this one was tops all easily right so there were a number of things that happened in the game guys i uh this these are just a few nuggets that i said wow this happened at the game during the game tank bigsby now has according to auburntigers.com two thousand 735 career rushing yards, which, which ranks him ninth all time now at Auburn, passing none other than who, guys? Who did he just pass? Take a wild guess. I know earlier this season he passed somebody like uh, Carrion Johnson was one of the names that he passed, but uh, right. who, who's the most recent name William, that he passed? William Andrews? No. Bigger than that. Ronnie Brown. Oh, yeah, Impressive stuff from Tank, yeah. He just passed Ronnie Brown. Next in line, and he'll do it, is Brent Fullwood. He'll pass uh, his one because he's only 80-something yards away, and he, he can do that in the next two games. Do you not think so? I think so. I, I mean, obviously, against a team like Western Kentucky, you've got the opportunity to pile on some rushing yards, and we'll see how effective he is or is not against Alabama in the Iron Bowl. So I'm hoping we get uh, good production from him running the football. We well, have, for the most mistake. part, throughout his career. I made a mistake. Uh, it won't take that many. He's 2,735 career rushing yards. Brent Fullwood is 2,789 yards. So he only needs 53 more yards to surpass Brent Fullwood. He'll do that. All right. He'll absolutely then, be able to do that. I didn't know this about Mr. Uh, 
John Samuel Shanker. He set an Auburn record. He for keeps doing that at the time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. 60. He broke the previous Auburn record set by who? T.D. Moultrie. So now he owns it. Good job for he him. He owns the Auburn record. And, uh, guys, I, I, I know it was horrendous passing uh, Saturday night. A lot of people I read from Jason Caldwell, Nathan King, the wind was uh, a big factor. Uh, but good Lord, uh, thank goodness our defense, you know, played their hearts out. And uh, believe it or not, of course, their quarterback was even worse than our quarterback in uh, completions. I think his was like 38%. Yeah, yeah their their quarterback was really bad. He he had a stretch, I think, of 0, 0 for 13 stretch, yeah, was 0 he for 14, a something like that. Freshman? Yeah. True freshman. True freshman. True freshman. Yeah, the the five star one of the Yeah. But Auburn was Auburn was getting after his butt. Oh yeah. I mean he, he they were just they were just relentlessly getting after him back there. So who's your game ball or game balls go to, guys? Colby Wooden. Yeah, probably probably Colby Wooden. I mean, he's SEC defensive player of the week. You you can't ignore that. I mean that's uh he he had a heck of a game. Anybody else? I think he's worthy of, uh, yeah, I, I love what Colby Wooden was able to do. I do think it's impressive the way Auburn was able to run the football so successfully, but if you only get one game ball, I'm okay with giving it to Wooden. Owen oh, Papo had a good you, game, you're too. You're not limited. Oh, I'll give a bunch of game balls. I'll say Colby Wooden. I'll say uh, Hunter and Tank Bigsby. Yeah. And how about, is it um, our kickers? Are you, is it McPherson? What's his Alex name? McPherson. Yeah, Alex McPherson. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was in a lot of pressure. Uh, did I, I hope he was going to make the 54-yard, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't fault him for that. Still two but out of three in a debut. Yeah. He made the ones that need to be made. He was very small on the television screen. That was uh, a <laughs> – he is he is definitely a small kicker, but, man, he's got a big, 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 big leg. Boot. And, of course, the game ball was given to Coach Cadillac by Derek Hall. I saw that uh, when they were in the locker room. Yeah, a good video and, clip uh, there. Yep. And uh, that's all I got to say. I mean, uh, you know, again – uh, you would have thought these were unbeaten teams the way that crowd was uh, there last night. Guys, uh, you know, I just read some comments from Coach Cadillac uh, by Jason Caldwell on his press conference, and he's telling everybody to show up. Normally this probably would be a game that not too many people would show up for. Well, what's your expectations, or what do you think would be the attendance uh, for this last game, guys? Western Kentucky, 3 o'clock start in the afternoon. I do like that it's not an 11 a.m. start. I think that'll help for... Uh, attendance purposes the last game of the year i hope people show up i think ryan said it so well on friday's show and we're going to continue to echo it over the next two weeks you know yes obviously things aren't where we want it to be with this auburn football program but we talk about this damn team for 365 days a year and you only get 12 promised game days each and every year so you truly do need to appreciate them when they come because we're going to be talking about hypothetical scenarios going into next season ad nauseum. So I do hope people cherish one more opportunity to be at Jordan here for an Auburn football game coming up on Saturday. And, and I just found out uh, as I was pulling in the parking lot, I will be at the game. There we go. For my so, first one this year. So Tom Peavy nice. will be there. That's all we need to hear. Yeah. All right, Tom. Uh, you can't let us down then. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, the, last game I was, the last game I was at was uh, – Last year's game against Georgia State, which almost turned into a disaster. Oh gosh, well, I, I hope this. You know, <laughs> it's got me. You know, and I, I can't imagine this team would take uh, any uh, opponents left. You know, even West Kentucky lightly. But I 
saw the Vegas uh, face line, and uh, I, I got to take it. I was a little bit taken back by we're only a six and a half point favorite, and West Kentucky, my gosh, does not have the talent level of SEC players, guys. What gives here? Well, so one of the things is Kentucky, uh, Western Kentucky, uh, is very highly ranked uh, in their offense. They they have a great passing attack. Um, they score a whole lot of points. They put up a whole lot of yards, and Auburn is and uh, Auburn, that, Auburn is Auburn, Auburn, yeah, Auburn. Auburn Auburn is going to have to have the type of offense that can keep up with that because I mean I think the defense can can hold them at bay, but. I mean, they're not going to be able to hold them to bay. To, they're not going to be able to hold them at bay for that long, just because of the type of offense they run. So Auburn's going to have to be able to put points up on the board. Uh, they're they're just uh, going to have to. I understand that, Tom. With all due respect, I see you for interrupting. But what I'm saying is, you know, they can do it all they did. And I've seen their scores, yeah. But these are not scores against top, you know, power five opponents like no. Auburn has had to play against. No. And so those kind of scores can be, you know, misleading. They, they can, but you also got you also got to keep in mind that yes, while we've got all this excitement coming off of that win over Texas A&M, you got to remember this is still a very depleted roster that is desperately needing transfer portal help and things like that. So, you know, yes, they are on paper better than Western Kentucky, but don't think for a second this is like Western Kentucky playing Alabama or playing Georgia. I mean, this is a very down Auburn team that is just kind of riding a wave of excitement right now, but there's still so many holes in the talent on that team. Uh, I don't know about down. I mean, it may be depleted injury-wise. Uh, I see this team just being energized, and uh, several players even said you know, they were playing and wanted to win that game for Cadillac in uh, the season going forward. Sure. Uh, but moving on, moving on, guys, uh, you know, we had was it three or four turnovers in that game that were just atrocious fumbles three. and interception. Yeah. Yeah, three and, and, one and really almost, almost a fourth. You you really could yeah, argue. Yeah, Jackson saved us. Yeah. Uh, how do you explain this? You know, why can't we? You know, be more disciplined. I mean, and some of well, one was by Tank Bigsby, the other one was by Jaquez Hunter. I mean, I and I've I read, and well, even I heard uh, Coach Cadillac said they're going to be practicing. You know, holding on to the ball. But even so, I mean, by now this is almost the end of the season. What explains that they continue to have the fumbleitis? I, I, some, I, I, there's not a good answer to that. Now, one of the fumbles, Robbie Ashford uh, made a silly mistake uh, by pitching the ball into the chest of the running back when yeah. he was supposed to hand it to him. So that was just a, a brain fart. Uh, and then, you know, you also, a lot of times these defenders are able to get their hands in there and rip it away. Uh, it happens. And, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Auburn has been plagued by that this year. I, I don't have the answer on why. It's just one of those things that does happen. I mean, they 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 are very uh, prone to fumble the ball, but a lot of that also has to do with the defense ripping it out. Okay, any injury updates? Because I saw Umba uh, uh, he was taken off, and several other players. Are they uh, going to be okay to play this weekend? I think we'll learn more as the week yeah. continues to move about. I haven't quite seen specific injury updates on those guys, but uh, we'll certainly be following it throughout the rest of the week. All right, moving on to basketball, guys. I saw officially Mr. Aiden Holloway has signed uh, onto the basketball team, right? His yes, letter of has. intent, yes. All Charlotte, right. North Carolina now, product. Now I, I also read just now from Jason Caldwell that it looks like uh, Bruce Pearl said Chance Westry may actually play for a few minutes. Is that what you're uh, understanding? Set to make his season debut this yeah. week, it looks like, yes. 
Okay. And gosh almighty, I hope to God, you know, the team, you know, gets their act together on uh free free throws and three point shooting uh with Winthrop. I mean Winthrop is got is a little a little are they on the same level as bad as uh South Florida or worse? I, I don't know about the level of South Florida, but what I can tell you is that they're they're shooting the ball like they did last year, which is not very good. Okay, because you know we were a twenty and a half point favorite against South Florida, and we had to sweat it out. Really struggled in the first half. Yeah, yeah the, if the, Auburn doesn't make shots from the outside, it's and free throws. It's yeah. you're going to be um, obviously giving the other team a chance to win the game. And then my son, who is a basketball aficionado, more so than I am, says, "Dad, you're getting too upset." This is just beginning of the season. Teams play like this until maybe they get their act together about January. Is he? There's the also writer, some merit I, to that. My, There's also two concerns. I think it's a balance of both. I, I do think you got to work into game shape and yeah. shots fall some nights and they don't others. I mean, it was the very last game of the season for Auburn last year against Miami in the NCAA tournament when Auburn had their worst shooting performance of the entire season and it yeah. cost them. It ended their tournament hopes right then and there and there were some random games in the middle of the year that Auburn had their best shooting performance it's a a, a strange sport in basketball trying to follow those shooting trends guys I really do mean this I've read the latest intel on the coaching search from Jason Caldwell and Philip Marshall Philip Marshall says it's getting close very close and then Jason Caldwell says hold on all these rumors about it's a done deal Kiffin uh, whatever uh, he said, not so. He said it is, you know, uh, getting uh, closer and closer. But these rumors flying around are not anything to rely on. They're not substantiated. And then some people are saying, "Hey, man, I be Kiffin. It's smokescreen that it could be someone else out of the blue that we aren't expecting." Guys, what's your sense? What are you hearing from any reliable sources? Uh, you know the. The reliable sources are kind of saying the same thing, that Kiffin is the, the number one guy um, and that talks have been made there, but nothing nothing solid, and you may not know anything solid for a little bit. But, uh, I mean, it sounds like Kiffin's the number one guy that they're going after and they've made some contact with him, but uh, nobody, nobody that I have talked to can confirm that a number has been solidified and anything has been agreed upon. Okay. Guys, that's all I've got. And uh, with that having been said, that was tragic uh, about what happened uh, at uh, West Virginia. Then I also yeah. saw Virginia. another, uh, I mean, Virginia. Then another, I think, is Idaho. Idaho, yeah. Some of the students. Yeah. Uh, some students there. Uh, this is uh, just God continues to just get out of hand. Uh, and uh, I, I hope someone decides, hey, we've got to do something about these uh, gun control measures. Apparently, what we have is not working very well. All right, but that's. I said, guys, I thank you today for your time. My time, I know, is way up. I just, you guys, you witnessed a game Saturday night for those of you who were there that I wish I'd have been there for. But this ain't, this, this is not ending. Uh, what, whatever goes on in the future, uh, what Cadillac has done, um, he, he deserves uh, whatever, you know, bonuses he, he can uh, be given. He, he's earned them. And I hope to gosh that whatever, you know, recruits were there and whatever. Uh, coaches being considered saw that you know Auburn is a special place, and if we're down, we don't stay down for very long. And like Coach Cadillac said, we ain't dead. We're not by any measure dead. Those rumors were unfounded. That's right. Bye, guys. 
Y'all have a safe afternoon and evening. Talk to you tomorrow. Until then, War Damn Eagle, always. All right, that's our good power retired War Damn Steve joining us there on the program. We go to our next commercial break. We celebrate some birthdays in sports and take more of your phone calls coming up right after this. Alongside Tom Peavy, Kim Barry, and Brooks Childress, I'm JJ Jackson. Sports Call continues in a moment. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. I'm Sammy Coates, former Auburn football player and all-SEC wide receiver, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. All right, welcome back to the Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Tom Peavy, Brooks Childress, and Cam Berry. We hope that everyone is enjoying their Monday so far, Monday, November 14th, 2022. Auburn football, a winner over the weekend. They defeated Texas A&M by a score of 13-10. to 10. As we move forward on today's show, let's make sure we celebrate some birthdays. It's time for today's Birthdays in Sports. All right, Birthdays in Sports here today. You got birthdays playing twice there. Oh. That's exciting. Uh, birthdays in sports here today on November 14th of 2022. Mr. Peavy, who is celebrating a birthday today? Oh, all right. And again, a happy belated birthday to you, by the way. Well, thank you. As well. Much. Your thank birthday you. last Thursday. Happy belated birthday to you as well. Thank you. My birthday one week ago today. <laughs> I appreciate it. All so right. who's got a birthday today? Today, then? on November the 14th, turning 33 is T.Y. Hilton, NFL free agent wide receiver. He played four years of college football at FIU. He was the Sunbelt Freshman of the Year in 2008, Sunbelt Player of the Year in 2010, two-time first-team All-Sunbelt, drafted 92nd overall in the third round of the 2012 NFL Draft by the Colts, played with the Colts through 2021, PFWA All-Rookie Team in 2012, four-time Pro Bowler, NFL Receiving Yards Leader in 2016, T.Y. Hilton, 33 years old. Love it. Turning 24 today is Devonta Smith, NFL wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. He played four years of college football at Alabama, two-time college football national champion, the Heisman Trophy winner in 2020, Belenikoff mm-hmm. Award in 2020, AP College Football Player of the Year in 2020, SEC Offensive Player of the Year 2020, two-time first-team All-SEC, unanimous All-American in 2020. Drafted 10th overall by the Eagles in the 2021 draft. Devonta Smith turns 24. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dawson Knox, turning 26. The NFL tight end for the Buffalo Bills. Played three years of college football at Ole Miss. Was drafted 96th overall by the Buffalo Bills in the 2019 NFL draft. Bills record for most touchdowns by a tight end in a season with nine in 2021. Dawson Knox turning 26 years old. And let's add something else there, Tom. Dawson Knox, his younger sister, LJ, just finished her freshman year on the Auburn soccer team. Ah, So his sister, LJ Knox, currently roaming around campus somewhere. So, uh, yeah, happy birthday to Dawson Knox. And a whole family athlete. Yeah, they do. Uh, Francisco Lindor turns 29 today. He is the MLB shortstop for the New York Mets. 
Drafted out of high school by the Cleveland Indians with the 8th overall pick in the 2011 MLB Draft, he made his Major League debut with Cleveland in 2015, signed with the Mets in 2021. He's a four-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glove Award winner, two-time Silver Slugger Award, and the AL Platinum Glove Award in 2016. Happy 29th birthday, Francisco Lindor. Happy birthday. And finally, turning 44 today is Xavier Nady, former MLB outfielder and first baseman. He played three years of college baseball at the University of Cal Berkeley. He was drafted 49th overall in the second round of the 2000 MLB draft by the Padres. He made his Major League debut in 2000 with the Padres, becoming the 18th player to go straight to the Major Leagues. Also played with the Mets, Pirates, Yankees, Cubs, Diamondbacks, Nationals, and Giants, and was a World Series champion with the Nationals in 2012. Happy 44th birthday, Xavier Nady. Happy birthday indeed. There's a look at our birthdays in sports. Birthdays in sports sponsored by Max Credit Union. Two convenient locations in the area to help you with all of your banking needs. One in Auburn on Gay Street, one in Opelika on Frederick Road. Again, November 14th birthdays, T.Y. Hilton, Devonta Smith, Dawson Knox, Francisco Lindor, and Xavier Nady are all celebrating their birthdays here today on November 14th. Coming up tomorrow, Auburn men's basketball will be back in action as the Tigers take on Winthrop. Auburn basketball is 2-0 on the year. They defeat South Florida on Friday night. And, uh, fellas, as we wind down this first hour of the program, Auburn was trailing at the end of uh, the first half against South Florida. They shot the ball very poorly, and yet they walk away with the victory against South Florida, Auburn men's yeah. basketball now two and zero on the season. Yeah, very, uh, very tough shooting night again for Auburn. But the one bright spot that we can, I think, all of us were happy to see was Alan Flanagan played well. He had a good game. Um, scored, I think it was eighteen points, second highest scorer on, score on the team. Um, when nobody could score, he did, and that was definitely, I think, a bright spot. Um, and hopefully he can build upon this performance and continue to, um, you know, reemerge as maybe that 2020 um, version of himself that we saw uh, as a first-team All-SEC all player. Um, and Wendell had another great game, um, scoring the ball, passing the ball, just, I mean, overall being the great floor general that he is. Um, but, you know, obviously the three-point shooting still has to kind of um, be better. Yeah, so Auburn is defensively they they are oh, yeah. really really good. They there's there's no questions about their defense and their intensity, and they're just you know the the propensity to just get after the ball, and that's that's what Bruce Pearl does. It's very aggressive style of basketball. Uh, on the offensive side of things, man, they they've got to figure it out, and I I hope it's not a developing trend over the struggles from outside. I, but what scares me is that you saw those struggles from outside last year, and a lot of these are the same guys. And so, uh, man, I'm I'm really hoping they can figure something out because they, as many as they shoot from outside, they got to start knocking them down because you do have some inside play, but you don't have the dominant forces inside right now that you did last year with Jabari and Walker. And so you're gonna have to start knocking some of those down from out there. And I, hopefully, it comes around. It's just it's very. Uh, disheartening that it happened in your own arena. I, I can understand if you're in an arena that you're not familiar with. And we always talk about 
the backdrop, the different backdrop that you're shooting at and diff- just different sight lines and things like that. So I can understand that, but man, when, when it's in your own gym and you just can't buy a shot, that is, that, that's troubling. So hopefully they can get that figured out. Katie Johnson scoreless for the Auburn Tigers in this one, uh, which is, is something that needs to change. He had a really good debut for Auburn, but uh, just a little bit inconsistent play there. Wendell Green Jr. had 20 points for the Tigers. Auburn 5 of 25 from three-point range. 20%. 5 of 25 from three-point range. South Florida was winning, but fortunate for Auburn, they were just 2 of 14 from three-point range. So they had a uh, really lousy performance shooting the outside shot, which yeah. made it a little bit easier for Auburn to win that basketball game. Janai Broom, just three points, eight rebounds. He did not make a shot from the floor. All around, Auburn's most efficient player on the night, guys, was Alan Flanagan, which is a pleasant sight to see. Flanagan only scored three points in the opener, but Flanagan was six of ten from the floor, three of six from the outside with 18 points. And, and, and what you mentioned about South Florida having their struggles, this next game that Auburn's got coming up is a hot shooting three-point team. They, they've got a couple of guys that can really rain it on you. And so, you, like we said, you're going to have to hit these shots because you're playing a team that is a really good three-point shooting team. And so you're not going to be able to get away with a team shooting two of 14 against you and, and be able to survive because th- this this could end up being an L if you if you can't match yeah. their hot three point shooting then then you might take an L on this one. Winthrop is two and one on the season. Their one loss was to Penn State, uh, and then they uh, defeated Piedmont and they defeated MTSU. So a couple of wins for Winthrop, and they will play Auburn. Uh, coming up tomorrow, 6 p.m. Central start on the SEC Network. Our coverage will start on the Auburn Sports Network at 5.30 on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9. Auburn women's basketball will have a game on Wednesday at home against Georgia Tech. Auburn women's basketball had a really impressive win last year in Atlanta against Georgia Tech. And now they will play at home uh, against uh, the Yellow Jackets coming up on Wednesday night. So be on the lookout for that one. 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 tiger 9 If you'd like to call in and be a part of our program, J.J. Jackson with Brooks Childress, Tom Peavy, and Cam Berry. Coming up in the second hour of our show, more of your phone calls, more Auburn football conversation, and uh, more of a look around the SEC with the results that happened over the weekend. Uh Alabama got it done. People were wondering, guys, if if this would be the year that Lane Kiffin could finally defeat Nick Saban. He had a fourteen to zero lead. Got close, but Alabama leads or wins, excuse me, by a score of thirty to twenty four. Yeah, inevitably that Ole Miss defense just kind of wore down, and Bryce Young was Bryce Young again. Uh, He he is a magician back there. In all honesty, just makes plays happen, just something out of nothing, and. yeah, I mean, that's essentially it. And just they ended up losing the game. Ole Miss yeah. came close, though. They, they, they tried. They, they, they drove down and had a chance. Yeah, they uh, they, they got, in, got into the red zone with yeah. a chance to win it, but uh, uh, threw, threw an incomplete on fourth down. And, uh, and that sends LSU to the championship yeah. game. It's now official. We know the SEC championship game. Nothing can change. The SEC championship game in Atlanta will be played between LSU and Georgia. Yep. So uh, several – uh, SEC teams still have the opportunity to compete 
in New Year's Six games. Tennessee is still praying they could find a way to get into the college football playoff as a one-loss team that's not going to that title game. But, yeah, it is now official. We know that LSU will take on Georgia in the SEC championship game. Yep. Uh, yeah, big turnaround for LSU. And uh, people were wondering if uh, if they were going to be able to do it this quick. But, uh, but uh, Brian Kelly has been able to do that with them, and here we go. It'll be the LSU Tigers against Georgia Bulldogs. Started the year with a loss to Florida State on a missed extra point in that crazy Sunday night game. And then, you know, it was an LSU team that really bounced back after that. Defeated Auburn 21-17. Did lose to Tennessee. But LSU going to the SEC title game to take on Georgia. The end of hour number one is here. We've got a lot more to go here on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Stick with us. A whole lot of fun is straight ahead. Alongside Brooks, Cam, and Tom, my name is JJ. One hour in the books, and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starts right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson. Inside the studio with Tom Peavy, Cam Berry, and Brooks Childress. And we hope that you're doing so well here on this Monday, November 14th, 2022. A lot to discuss on the program today, including Auburn's victory against Texas A&M. The Tigers win by a final score of 13-10. to Cadillac Williams had Jordan-Hare Stadium re-energized. What a scene it was on Saturday night as Auburn defeated the Aggies by three. Texas A&M has now lost six consecutive games. Questions continue to be asked about the future of Texas A&M head football coach Jimbo Fisher, and also questions continue to be asked about the future of the Auburn football program. Will Lane Kiffin be the next coach? Will it be Hugh Freeze? Will it be Deion Sanders, as advocated by Tom Peavy? Uh, Who knows? Who is going to be the next head football coach for Auburn? We still need the answers to these questions. And here we are, guys, with two weeks left in the season. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I don't don't know when something is going to be finalized with that. You you know, for Auburn's sake, you're hoping it's – Right after the season ends? Sometime soon because, (laughs) well, I mean, you've got early signing coming up, and, I mean, you kind of want to have something in place. Probably right after the season ends, I would assume. So – Hopefully that's getting done, but uh, you know that's that's up to the uh, to the new AD. Um, 
and uh, the president. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll say this. So, I mean, I, I like the. I, I feel like Auburn is is trying to go home run higher with this. Now, I so now let me go ahead and say this. I want to go ahead and get this out of the way because I posted this on social media after the game Saturday. I get the I I understand the excitement and the hype with Carnell right now. Don't I, fall in love with the I, moment. Exactly. Pump the brakes on all this. Go ahead and take the interim tag off of him. No, Auburn does. <clears throat> Auburn needs to go bigger than that. Yeah, you're, just, get, you're getting caught up in the excitement, and I get it. He has rejuvenated this program, you know, and, and given some hope and some positivity, and it feels so good. And it's one of your own. But damn it, that's what Auburn keeps doing. They keep yeah. falling into that trap. Can't fall in love it's with like, the moment. Don't, don't do it again. Yeah. Don't fall into the same trap that has cost you so many times. You've got to make this one right. Yeah. And, and like I said, and I understand the hype. I, I get it. I And just the special feelings about one of your own. I mean, I, I get it. But, daggum, you, you got to go bigger. They're shooting for the stars, it feels like, with this. And so if you were to do something like that, then it just feels like you really just kind of cut the legs out from under yourself uh, and and then putting a very unproven guy in yeah. there just because he generated some excitement for right. you. It's like, got, got, to have, got to have some more substance to it than that. Then, you know, when you're trying to make a move right now, it, it can't just be take the tag off of Carnell. Yeah, I, I agree. Um you know, as much as, you know, every all of everybody's loving it. It's the feelings. It's all everything, you know. Just, right. You can't get caught up in the moment. You have to think big picture here. Auburn can't really – Auburn cannot afford to make a risky hire. As much as, er, as much as you want to take the interim tag off of Carnell, it still would be considered a risky hire because he's not a proven head coach. He's only been coaching – since what 2015 and he's only been coaching at auburn for at maybe that time maybe two years I, i'm not 100 percent sure um just i think the key to whoever you bring in next is keeping him on staff you know keeping him on staff would be the most beneficial for everybody i think because sure. then you have the former leader of the team make him the associate head coach or something like that um you know, because you should reward him for doing this because he he has brought excitement back to the program that nobody else seemed to have been able to do. You thought this was, you know, the program was just kind of dead in the water and, and you know, we were going to struggle and all these things. And, and Carnell has just kind of rejuvenated almost everything. I mean, even recruiting wise in that sense. I mean, a, a lot of high school players were at the game yes, uh, on Saturday and a lot of them said, man, you know, this team is three and six. They have been struggling and you can tell. But, man, these fans, they showed out for this moment. Uh, they supported Carnell. And it's obvious that the fan base cares so much. Like, you can see that the fan base has that has that um, in them. And with that, I, I just think that they'll be able to see that whoever we hire as, as the next head coach, whoever an Auburn goes with, they will also have that much support. So, now, the one thing that I will say with that, and I agree, one hundred percent. I agree. I want Carnell Williams on my staff. Hundred percent. Yeah. However, if we're talking about bringing a new head coach in here and getting rid of the old ways of sticking hands in the in the cookie jar and 
trying to tell them where they need to go, you can't tell them you have to keep Carnell no, Williams. No, it's in my now, opinion, now it's you common sense, right? To well, keep Carnell because sure. first of all, it should be but, that if you don't keep, I think if you don't keep Carnell uh, on staff, the fan base will. That's strike one in my opinion because right. they will be upset because Cadillac is 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 Auburn. Right, he's he's sure. one of he's he's one of our own. He is a proven running back with Auburn. He just holds a legacy with Auburn, um, and he still is able to develop running backs, as you can see, like, sure. right. And he's still a great running backs coach, a great leader, yeah. as you can see in the locker room. So I even if I, I think as you because you you still have to keep some of the guys for, on staff just in your head, right? Thinking. Just understanding Auburn as a whole, you know, even if you are somebody who is a proven head coach, you still want to keep some of those players that were on staff, somebody that was on that staff and the previous staff, unless obviously the entire staff is horrible, but that's not true in this case. Right. But but what I'm saying, there's, there's, but there's different things that could go into that. I, Auburn could hire a guy that Carnell doesn't like. Carnell doesn't want to work for, let's just say if it's Lane Kiffin. Carnell doesn't want to work for Lane Kiffin. Yeah, but then that's I mean then but Lane then Kiffin or whoever the right, coach is also or, doesn't owe Cadillac anything. Right. right. Exactly. And of course not. But, and, doesn't and owe Cadillac and, anything. Right. And that's but, what and all I was saying is is if we wanna you know, we talk about giving the coach full control. If that coach doesn't want Carnell, then we just have to understand that that's part of it and it sucks. Right. I, but it, but it, it, it was same thing with Travis with with T Will leaving when uh Harson came in. Everybody wanted T Will. You got to keep T Will on the staff. Well, right. Well he but didn't. he went right. But Gus wanted him. He well, went sure. with Gus. Sure. That's that's totally. Gus gave him a defensive coordinator position. Sure, like, I know. Are, but you it, can't turn that down, uh, right? Well, I know. But if you're T. Will, right? Right. But I'm just it, saying it, though. But that, those are part of the things that happen. You know, as much as we wanted T. Will on the staff, he he was he, given a better opportunity. Sure. I don't think he would have gotten the opportunity at Auburn that he would that he's right. getting right now at UCF. Sure. But I think I think he still considers staying at Auburn even despite that defensive coordinator position. If Harson would have given him that opportunity, as a defensive coordinator, or just as a linebackers coach in general, like he had been doing, I do think he weighed the opportunity. And obviously, he went to. UCF and obviously he didn't get a job opportunity for right. Marson, but these are guys that have families, for have sure. kids. You don't want to see them have to move so frequently. You love Auburn. You've been here forever. Uh, it is such an interesting dynamic. I can't wait for it to play out because it's like, yeah, I think everybody wants to see members of this coaching staff retained, I no matter per- what happens. Yeah. I personally think the smart move is to keep Carnell on staff. I think just to be able to understand the ways of Auburn, to be able to get it. And again, like I said, he's got so much hype around him and he's, he is a good running backs coach. Like he can recruit the hell out of running backs. Sure. So why not keep him? Why, why not? What, what, there's really nothing that you could say that. Unless a coach worries, there's going to be a divide in the locker room. If a coach is worried that these guys are not going to take me seriously because they just played for Cadillac and now I'm the new head coach and they're not going to respect, I could see how I would be. I mean, I could see that being a worry for somebody. Right, and and that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying is is don't uh, don't just assume that Cadillac is going to be on staff because there's a lot of different variables. But what and and really the whole point, all I was saying, is that uh, Ad Cohen cannot. I, I believe fully in my can't heart. Can't mess that, up this hire, right? He can't. He cannot demand 
No, that, no, that, no. You know, hey, yes, we're going to hire you as a head coach, but the first things first is you have to have Carnell on your staff or the no. deal's off. Like, no. We, we need I don't to even give, think Cohen would, got to Cohen give, would right. do that. Well, I know, and, and but that's the thing. Is we've, but I think that that is some of the stuff that the meddling things that we've talked about. Yeah. You know, I think when Harson got hired, there were people pushing and pushing and pushing him to hire a guy like Mike Bobo and, and, and hire a guy like Derek Mason because you've got to hire somebody that's got some SEC experience that knows this. You've got to do that, and these are the guys you need to really go after. And I, I think now I that was a solid move. Initially, I, sure, but again, you're you're kind of pressuring a coach to get guys that he may not be as familiar or as comfortable with, and you're kind of putting that pressure on him to do that and, and get him out of his comfort box. Same thing with Gus Malzahn. There were some moves there that you know you felt like that a little bit too much meddling. So give, give the guy control. If, Bottom line: if you, if you lose Carnell, you lose him. But uh, you know, enjoy the run while you have it. And goodness gracious, I hope we do keep him on staff. Yeah. Bottom line: we want Cadillac yeah. to get to stay with this Auburn football coaching staff. I'm just trying to mentally prepare for the idea that he could not be here. Right. And then, yeah. how does that move forward uh, with the Auburn Tigers? JJ Jackson here inside the studio with Tom Peavy, Brooks Childress, and Cam Barry. Your phone calls are welcome. Three three four eight eight seven three four zero one. As we go to the phone lines, joining us on the program, Anthony from Auburn. Anthony has called into Sports Call. Hey, Anthony, happy Monday to you. Well, happy Monday, to you guys, and everybody that's listening to his radio show. How you guys doing? Quite well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. You know, we're still talking about hiring coaches and this and that. You know, uh, I'm going to tell you, a few weeks ago, I wasn't really sold on Cadillac based on his resume, and we talked about that on the air. And I did hear you say that, yes. Chance to hear that. But these last couple of weeks, I've seen the atmosphere, the excitement. I've seen fans uh, just a whole while, if you want to call it that, about Cadillac. I've seen the players uh, give all they got for him. And that is a contagious and dangerous uh, combination because this man, can, I believe, will win some games if given an opportunity to be the next head permanent football coach at Auburn University. He bleeds the orange and blue. We already know he don't have the resume that most people would like, but that right there is a whole lot because you got people, you got uh, potential recruits watching these games. They see the atmosphere. They see the love for him. They see the love he has for Auburn. The excitement. They want somebody going, somebody that can help you win some games and get back in a position where you can get the recruits that you want, get in the top bowl games that you want to get in, and mess around and get in a situation and, and all of a sudden fall in the hallelujah land. They don't want to be a part of that. I think uh, this is the Pat Dye. We talk about a Pat Dye moment, a Pat Dye uh, hiring or whatever. I think this is it. I think this is the man you get. Um, if he wins the Iron Bowl, I think you don't have a choice. You're going to have to hire him. Because if he wins the Iron Bowl, and I was talking to my brother yesterday, and I told him I, I really, I tell you, it's, it's dangerous going in this game because uh, if he wins the Iron Bowl, it's going to be a shift in college football. It's and Auburn would be bowl eligible, bowl eligible. I mean, yeah, what, what, it'd be a big win what, if they beat Washington that, Kentucky. But I'm going to tell you what I'm getting at. When Bo Jackson went over the top in 82, and most of you guys that hosting this show probably weren't even born, Tom was, yeah. There was a shift in the state, and there was a shift in college football, period. Auburn got where they started going to big bowl games and got in a position to play for a national title, but the voters just wouldn't go that way, but they had won it. Yes, sir. It's going to be a shift like that again. And Saban's going to be in a position where he's not winning the games, not winning the championships, going to start questioning himself. 
and his ego and all that stuff that goes with it ain't going to be able to handle it. He's going to probably retire the next couple of years. And all the talent that was going to Alabama and other places going to start back coming to Auburn like it did when Pat Dye came in. That talent over there in Georgia, out of the state of Florida and here in Alabama, Mississippi, it's going to start coming back. And I think if you go ahead and hire Cadillac and let him get the staff that he feels that he needs, and you know the boosters are going to have a say because boosters always have a say. You can't stop anybody that's pumping millions and millions of dollars in your program for the last 30 or 40 years. They're doing it. The granddaddy did it. The great-granddaddy did it. And this, the family tree or family line keep on doing it, taking over that particular thing when someone passes away or whatnot. You you can't keep those people out of it. You forget that. You're talking about families probably in, in the 40 or 50 or 60 years and contributed 40, 50, or $100 million over a period of time into a program. You, you forget that. They're going to have a say, and you've got to let them have a say, but you're just going to have to find a way to work with them and get the thing done and have some kind of relationship that works. Nothing's perfect. But we can get this thing together and it can work with the right kind of language, the right kind of understanding. So those things must be understood, gentlemen. That's just what it is. Uh, Jimmy Rain, if I'm not mistaken, just built some kind of uh, a nutritional, is this nutrition, uh, some kind of culinary, culinary yeah. building. Yeah. yeah, it's a cold culinary building. Okay, he's done that and, and all that money's been donating. And, and then, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Bobby Louder has a couple of buildings, two or three buildings on campus. His mother's name or somebody in the family name is on it. You're not going to stop anybody from like that from having to say you forget that. But uh, I would like to go ahead and, 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 and for whatever it's worth, put my two cents in. Cadillac may be that Pat Dye moment. Only way to find out is go ahead and hire the guy. I think that boosts recruiting. I think it would probably, you know, these summers coming around the corner here in a couple of weeks. We get out of Thanksgiving. I think they go ahead and, and hire him. You might could do a little something there, but definitely looking forward to uh, that February signing date, give him an opportunity and staff to get on the road and see what they can salvage. But but definitely the main thing is is shaping things up for next year's uh, uh, signing date and recruiting cycle uh, in the years to come, I think, if you go the way of Cadillac. And another thing I want to mention that Auburn's not doing, they need to take, a, a, uh, um, need to take advantage of having a guy like a Bo Jackson Cam Newton. To my understanding, Cam Newton's not with any team and probably won't play any more NFL football. Somebody in that organization needs to reach out to these two guys. Now, I understand that Bo is busy with business ventures and speaking engagements, but he's not always going to be tired of with that 24 hours a day. Somebody needs to come up with a financial financial package, something that suits these guys. You got airplanes, aircrafts, you got two or three pilots over there. If you need to buy another plane, hire another pilot. Fly these guys in when you got certain kind of recruit that you're trying to get. Now it ain't for every recruit, but that upper echelon blue chip, uh, big dog or, or whatever kind of alpha dog to help with the recruiting to, efforts is what to you're help saying. With the yeah. Effort. I'm trying to tell you, these guys got Bo got the Heisman Trophy, Cam Newton got the Heisman Trophy. They've made millions of dollars, and these guys want the same thing. They want the same thing. So you need to get all you can get out of that. Uh, I'm gonna tell you something. And everybody better look out. At some point, Deion Sanders is going to make it to, to a power five school. I don't know if it's going to be Florida State or somewhere else. But when he does, you better believe recruiting going to be off the chain. Because, see, a lot of these guys like rap music. Well, Deion know all the rappers, Snoop Dogg and all those people. When you start bringing those people around your program and having them there on campus, helping you with your recruiting, all they got to do is be there and just have a conversation. Nobody's got to mention anything about come on and sign. They ain't got to do none of that. Them young guys get there and see that. That's what's happening. That's where they're going to want to yeah. be. So, Random, are you a Snoop Dogg guy? I mean, I don't listen to that much rap. I mean, I D-O-double-G? might. D O Double G? 
there might be a song or two I might listen to, but I, I just ain't in no rap music. That just ain't my thing. But like I said, if, 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 I'll put it to you like this, and Willie Nelson said it best. Not Willie Nelson. Uh, um, Ray Charles said it best. There's only two kinds of music, good and bad. So if it sounds good, no matter what it is, <laughs> it could be classical, it could be country, it could be R, uh, R&B, it could be punk rock. It could be classic rock, whatever pop, good whatever it is. Good music. It so you listen to good music. That's what you so do. If, so if it sounds good, I'll listen to it. That is all to it. <laughs> you know, I might, I might want to listen to some Frank Sinatra on the way to work. You know, so who knows? I might want to listen to Elvis Presley. I might just want to listen to some James Brown. But whatever, whatever on the radio. I mean, whatever is on, if it's good, that's what it be. But I'm just saying. But guys, I tell you, uh, you know, if Carnell can win this Iron Bowl. You know, a lot of people looked at Texas A&M being a big victory, but no. The Iron Bowl, if he can win it, I'm going to tell you why it would be big. You know, back in the 60s when Wallace stood in that door in 1963 and, you know, he uh, promised his constituents that he would stand in the door and, and block the students from registering from school. But, see, the constituents were dumb enough and didn't realize that uh, Wallace knew all the time that at some point when Attorney General contacted Washington and got permission to go ahead from Kennedy – to go ahead and federalize the National Guard, they was going to take that away from him. He had to get out that door. But a lot of people didn't know that. And uh, he just grandstanding, but he had to uh, follow through his promise. But what I'm saying is if he can win this game, that'll show you the progress. We as a black people have come from times like that when my granddaddy served our university for 40 years. Yes, sir. And he couldn't even drink out of a water fountain. So that just tells But I'm going to go, fellas. Appreciate the call. Brought Anthony to tears right there. Yeah, yeah that's real. It, it, it yeah. is a, a real powerful moment. Um, first black coach for Auburn, and it's uh, yeah. on the football program, and it's Cadillac Williams, and uh, that does mean something. And um, certainly love Anthony, love his, his family's contributions to Auburn University over the years, and we'll see. We'll see. Cadillac Williams definitely deserves to be considered for the head coaching opportunity at Auburn University. All right, let's take a timeout. Love the heart shown there from our guy, Anthony. When we come back, Sports Call continues in a moment. the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. I'm Corey Grant, former Auburn football and NFL running back, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson inside the studio with Tom Peavy, Brooks Childress, and Cam Berry. We hope that you're doing well. We just had Tony from Tuskegee. On the line with us, waiting to chat. Tony, if you want to call back in, we would love to chat with you. 334-887-3401. 
to talk about any and everything going on in the wide world of sports with Auburn football and more. Still to come, our nightly TV guide. We also have the opportunity to go over our best and worst of the weekend. Again, we want to say thank you to the Auburn Alumni Center for hosting us this past Friday to promote their huddle tailgate. An amazing time was had. We were able to give away some tickets. We were able to uh, sit down and chat with our friend uh, Todd Bennett from Game Day for Heroes, and they were able to make it. We were able to make a donation of tickets to the games for some military veterans to be able to go to the Auburn and Texas A&M game. Also had a very unexpected and surprise visit on our show on Friday with Lloyd Nix, the starting quarterback for the 1957 national championship winning Auburn Tigers football team. Lloyd Nix was on our show on Friday at the Auburn Alumni Center. So again, thanks to uh, Todd Deary and his staff there for hosting us. And we're looking forward to going back next year for a couple of more shows. And then coming up on Thursday, we're going on the road. Once again, Sports Call be broadcasting live from the Southwest Fire Department. Uh, It is Brooks Childress's favorite remote show annually here on the program. He loves him some chili dinner. And uh, more importantly, Brooks, you just like to see the land that uh, Tom Peavy calls home yeah. multiple times a week. That's I mean, your favorite part. I, we get to experience radio host Tom Peavy, but when we go over there, we get to experience Captain Peavy. That's my favorite. That's my favorite Tom Peavy is Captain Peavy. I love Captain Peavy. And it's so weird because we, you know, we're sitting around here talking, you know, Tom, 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 and you get over there, and he's like the man in charge over there, and so everybody's, hey, Captain Peavy, Captain Peavy, and they're trying to get his attention, and it's like, man, he's got some, you know, real authority. He's got some pull over there for sure. Respect my authority. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a little bit more about the event again, Tom. Uh, So yes, the uh, it's the twelfth annual Southwest Fire Department Chili Dinner. And uh, it's a family-friendly event. Uh, it will start at 6 p.m. Uh, the actual dinner will start at 6 p.m. And uh, we'll have live music. Uh, if you're there eating chili with us, it's all-you-can-eat chili. There are takeout. Uh, we will have takeout cups. If, uh, if you don't want to stick around, you can get a, a cup of chili to go. But, uh, you know, we invite you to come in and hang out with us. Live music. We'll have door prizes that we're giving away. At the end of the night, we're raffling off um, several prizes, um, in- including a, uh, a shotgun from uh, Firing Pin of Auburn, who's one of our big sponsors. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a great time. Uh, we have our trucks on display. We'll have other fire departments periodically through the night come in. I know Auburn Fire always brings uh, – each station will take turns coming over there, and they'll park their truck, and so you'll get a chance to look at some of their trucks. Uh, Beauregard, usually there, Farmville. So uh, it's it's just a great event. It's a it's a cool event to come out and, and support a, a, a volunteer fire department. And the other thing I always try to stress with the, with our volunteer fire department in particular, it, it's made up of mostly students. Uh, I'm I, at 46. I'm the oldest guy on the fire department right now. The, the vast majority of our roster are all Auburn University students. So they are they are managing school schedules while also volunteering their time to to be firefighters, and Remarkable. then and we also have some that do the student they they're juggling student they're also working with the city of Auburn Fire in their uh, in their fire program and also volunteering with us so that you've got some of these guys and, and gals are doing three at one so it's it's really really neat um, and and really kind of different than a lot of other volunteer fire departments out there that. Uh, have more of the, the, the folks from the community that are in there. I mean, this, this is a lot of college kids that 
that are uh, that are out there doing this thing. So yeah, it's a good idea. Come on out there and support Thursday Southwest night. Fire Department. Thursday night, we will be there broadcasting live from the Southwest Fire Department. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one. Or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger nine. Tony from Tuskegee. Tony is on the program with us. Hi, Tony. Yeah, how y'all guys doing? Doing great. Doing well, sir. Yeah. You talking about first class Saturday night? It was first class. Absolutely. I'm glad you got to go to that game, Tony. That's great to hear. Yeah, and um, I tell you something else. If an indication of the way they played. It's also an indication that Brian Harson cannot coach. Uh, he, he he definitely did not uh, elicit any excitement out of the program over the last couple of years. Well, I talked to a lot of folks around because I'm going to talk to people, people that have been coming, from the, coming to the game that had kids. Um, they got kids enrolled at Auburn. And um, yeah, they were saying this, this was the most, you know, intensity that those kids have played with all year. And um, it just everybody was excited. You know, you look around old stand. I walked around old stand on the Jumbotron. You see a big guy, he might weigh 300 pounds, take his shirt off, making muscles. And you got a little kid on the other end. He might be six, six or seven years old, take his shirt off, making muscles and cold. Well, I mean, it was, just, it was just exciting. Something, you know, something to see. And as, um, well, when they said Auburn family is a first, first class, first class event. And, uh, secondly, they talk about, um, a coaching staff. I mean, two people. I don't care regardless of who coached. The guy that was calling that defense, um, the other night, Saturday night, and uh, Carnell Williams, I will keep both of them around. I'm not saying head coach and all that, you know, regardless of who the head coach is. I would suggest, which don't mean anything, to keep those two around. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. And, um, I enjoy it myself. I'm glad you got to go, Tony. Again, that was awesome. And, uh, and glad that you listened to the show as loyally as you do. And uh, I'm excited about the future of this Auburn football program yeah, for sure. All right. That's our pal Tony from Tuskegee joining us here on Sports Call. 334-887-3401. Toll free at one 9 We go back to the phone lines now. Keith from Auburn. Keith has joined us on Sports Call. Hi, Keith. Hey, guys. How is everybody? Quite well. How about Doing yourself? Well, sir. Oh, I can't complain. Good Lord's been good to me. That's all I'll say. Amen. So, uh... Hey, listen, a happy birthday uh, to J.J. and to uh, Tom both. Uh, I know Thank it's a little you. Thank late. you, sir. Uh, I did listen in some. I've been uh, – this time last week was laid up in the hospital. Yeah, you've and, been sick. Uh, yeah, I've been pretty pretty, pretty sick. So uh, I'm hoping to go back to work Monday. So that's the game plan anyway. But I'm, I'm on the mend. I'm doing better. Feeling so. better today? Okay, very yeah. good. That's Feeling what we like to hear. Hey, uh, yeah, Tom, you know, I, I, I heard you speak earlier, and I know – um, I agree with you. You know, this thing that Cadillac's done is is pretty remarkable yeah. uh, to pull the team together and to pull the fans together. Uh, I mean, he's truly a, a Auburn man, you know, through and through. Uh, and, you know, you, you, you hope that whoever the new coach is, 
sees that and you know if if Cadillac wants to coach for the new coach you know to work with him that he'd be given that opportunity uh you know but like you said you got to pump your brakes uh, you know Cadillac's not ready to be a head coach in the SEC um you know the interim tag yes uh for three or four games but you know it takes a lot of prepping and a lot of um you know, there's just a lot goes into that. So I think they've still got to make the right hire to get Auburn, you know, headed in the right direction where they where they need to go. And, you know, guys, I'll just be honest with you, um, that was two pretty bad football teams playing Saturday night. And with that being said, uh, the Alabama Ole Miss game wasn't much better. I think I dozed off on it a couple of times. So, um, y- you know, it's uh, – um, you know, I guess you look at things a little different. And uh, football, I enjoy watching. I'm, I'm excited. Basketball season's here now, and um, you know, looking forward to that as well. But uh, just kind of lost a little luster when it comes to college football. Maybe it's because Alabama's not in it, uh, uh, really and truly. I, I I didn't think they'd beat Ole Miss Saturday. That was just my own opinion on that. Uh, so I was kind of shocked when they did. But. Uh, but anyway, uh, quick question. Girls uh, basketball, uh, if, if I understand right, they, they start three true freshmen. Is that correct? That JJ? is absolutely true, yes. Young squad this year with uh, two returners and Aisha Koulibaly and honesty Scott Grayson. Uh, but it's a, it's a really deep team this year for Johnny Harris in her second season on the job. Well, I tell you, uh, I was, you know, I wasn't quite sure about the, the coach. Right. Um, I think from an X and O's, you know, when they hired her, I, I felt like that she, you know, that she would probably do well there, uh, and you know, and and she has, and 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 that's what, you know, uh, those kids play hard. She's recruited well. Uh, I was looking over their uh, uh, roster, not their roster, but their staff, and I don't know. Uh, she's got a, a good bit of people on staff with that basketball program i didn't realize there was that many you know that uh had a part in right uh, coaches and development and strength yeah. training and yeah no doubt yeah so uh I, you know with that, that they're at home wednesday night against um, georgia tech yeah big one yeah i may try to sneak out and carry my grandson and uh and, and maybe catch that one i'm sure the, girl, the women ain't selling out yet are they not quite. Not quite. Okay. We'll even do you one better. How about a pair of tickets to the game? That would be wonderful, JJ. All right. We got you covered then. We got you covered. Uh, all right. Sounds, sounds good. But well, listen, guys, uh, y'all keep up the great work. Uh, and, you know, I, I will say this. Uh, don't look now, but uh, uh, Brady's Army is, uh, what, one, two in a row now? Yep. Back to 500. So they may be uh, fixing to put together a little streak, but we'll see. All right, guys, y'all uh, take care. Keep up the great work, and uh, we'll talk again real soon. Keith, we appreciate the phone call there. That's our good buddy Keith from Auburn, and uh, we're very grateful that he's in better health right now, and you can hear from uh, his voice there the energy's coming back and being restored for our guy Keith, and it's so great to have him back uh, calling into the program. We certainly missed him over the last week or so. So let's go to our next timeout. Sports Call is going to continue here in a moment on Tiger 95.9 FM and the Tiger Communications app.
follow us on tweeters. Follow our Sports Call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? This is former Auburn football player Danny Skutak, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning Sports Call Auburn. Welcome back into the program. It's Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson here inside the studio with Tom Peavy, Brooks Childress, and Cam Berry. Our Sports Call podcast is brought to you by Coca-Cola. If you ever miss Sports Call Live or if you want to hear something again, make sure that you go back and listen to our show on demand wherever you get your podcasts and join ice-cold Coca-Cola to go along with the hottest sports talk, Coca-Cola Taste the Feeling. Our podcast is available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on TuneIn. All right, let's move forward. Let's take more of your phone calls, 334-887-3401. Next up. Die Hard Die. Die Hard Die has called into the program. What's going on, man? Hey, War Eagle. War Eagle. Hey, uh, appreciate the uh, gift when we came by Friday. It's good to see you on Friday. Absolutely, yes. Um. That really worked out. We uh, got to walk in Tiger Walk, and uh, unbelievable. That was, yeah, that, that was that was better than I thought. That was uh, intense. But the best part was going inside and um, seeing all the players go by us. And uh, I'm, I'm telling you, I think we're onto something here <clears throat> with Jeff Saturday winning with the Colts. Um, you know, these coaches that have no coaching experience. I don't think. It cracks me up that people call in and say he's not ready. Um, we just beat a team with a multi-million-dollar coach. In the future, there's going to be two teams with multi-million-dollar coaches, multi-million-dollar quarterbacks, linemen getting paid three hundred thousand dollars a piece, and one of the teams is going to lose. You know, we could pay these people as much as we want, but not every team can win every time. Of course, um, I think. Jeff Saturday for the Colts and Cadillac is is raising the uh, the sheet a little bit, showing that you know you don't have to pay these guys um, ten million dollars just because of their names. Um, it, it was just so electric in there. The motivation. Um, he let old players in there. Heard other coaches weren't letting old players. Um, I think you should know that because you had the. Uh, um, what's the guy that was on your show for about a year? Trevon Reed and, and, and Deshaun Davis were, were well, both I, with I, us. I, yeah, I, I believe it was them telling me that um, they weren't letting past players back in the locker room or you right. know talking with them and stuff. And I'm like, what a what a free asset you guys aren't having. But um, you know these these multi million dollar coaches have egos so large and uh, just like Jimbo Fisher, just I mean they lose. Um, but anyways, had a blast. Cadillac had those guys just. Everyone was talking about winning and God and winning and and I mean it was I it was electric. So I hope Auburn doesn't drop the ball on this one. I'm not saying give him a head coach. I know there's so much red tape, but um, he deserves a, a statue somewhere, hopefully in time. But thank y'all. It's good seeing y'all Friday. Absolutely. Thanks for the call there. Die Hard Die joining us there on the program. Eight eight seven thirty four zero one or toll free at one triple eight nine Tiger Nine. Brooks after Saturday, how does it feel to be an Auburn Tiger, my friend? Um, it feels better than it did. I'll tell you that much. Uh, it it's you know, 
there was, I, I look, you know, you watch the game Saturday, it wasn't pretty football, either side of things. It was not pretty football. Uh, Auburn, you know, they, they had the opportunity to win that game by more than just three points, and uh, you missed on some really good opportunities there that you could have uh, taken to to win that game by more, but they, they didn't take advantage of those opportunities. It, was, it wasn't pretty football, but you got the win. That's what matters. Um, you've, you're two wins away from going to a, a postseason game, which, you know, that it, it's going to be a tough hill to climb, especially that last game. But, you know, a few weeks ago, we weren't even talking about the Tigers going to a bowl game. If you said, you know, it's only, you know, they only need three more wins in middle of October, you people would be like, what? There's, there's not three wins on the schedule. Maybe one more with that Western Kentucky game, but it, there, there wasn't three wins on that schedule. And you, Cadillac's done a good job of coming in and uh, getting this, not just the players, but the fan base motivated these last few games. Um, I, I tell you what, the this this past Saturday was an electric atmosphere. Uh, this coming Saturday is going to be a good atmosphere. And you know, you go a couple weeks from now, you go to the Iron Bowl. Whatever Auburn fans make the trip up to Tuscaloosa, they're going to be fired up and they're going to believe they can win that football game. That, that's a you know that's important when you're going in and playing a a, a team like Alabama, who's going to be a top ten team when they they play them in a couple weeks. You you've got to believe that you can win that football game going up there, and you know. Maybe, just maybe, something crazy could happen. And Auburn having not won in Tuscaloosa since 2010. Like, yeah. That's a, yeah, a really, really long drought, guys, for this Tuscaloosa Iron Bowl for, for the Auburn football program. And, and we and want very, that to change. And very lopsided scores in a lot of those in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. True. No matter what, I mean, you still want Auburn to win that Iron Bowl at the end of the year, that's for sure. It's not like the NFL draft, right, where, where you're wanting to lose so nah. you get a better draft You're not pick. playing for a draft position. Nothing like that is taking place. Playing for pride. So uh, try and go out and win that Iron Bowl, that's for sure. All right, the second hour of our show has come to a close. Tom Peavy, farewell for the day. Yep, stepping out, got, got company business with the Bye, fire department. There you go, we got things to do. We've got one hour left to go. Cam and Brooks back with me for that final hour of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Two hours in the books. We're rolling. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started today on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Cam Barry and Brooks Childress. We hope that everyone is enjoying their Monday, November 14th, 2022. As we get this third and final hour of our program started today, let's give you our daily show recap. 
We've already finished the first two hours of Sports Call today. <sighs> Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? It's now time for the Daily Show Recap. Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? All right, our Daily Show Recap here on Monday, November 14th, 2022. Cam Barry, what's happened on Sports Call today, man? We have done birthdays in sports. We've talked about the Texas A&M-Auburn game and just the atmosphere and everything that entailed with that. Um, talked a little bit about the coaching search and everything and, and how that's going so far. Talked a little bit of Auburn basketball as well, their game against uh, uh, South Florida and, and the struggling woes that they had, but also the emergence and a great game from Alan Flanagan and how hopefully he can build upon that. Um, yeah, and then we've talked to callers. We have. We've taken a lot of phone calls, which has been fun. We want to continue to hear from you. 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 to be on the program. With that in mind, however, Brooks Childress, I ask you, uh, a busy weekend in sports, a busy time of year as fall has arrived, what is the most random thing in sports that you could tell me right now in this moment? Of any sport? Yes, that um, we haven't discussed. Oh, oh, uh, did you know over the weekend was the Red Bull World Breakdancing Finals in New York? I didn't. Are you serious? Yeah. I just kind of took a shot in the dark that you would be able to give me something and you absolutely delivered. Yeah. And they, they, it was live but on Saturday goat. night. A break dancing national yeah. championship, world championship, oh, world championship. Yeah, it was the world championship. Did you also? Did you know that break dancing is going to be an Olympic sport next summer? I did summer? hear about that. So yes, they were. Uh, ESPN had it. To, uh, last night was the replay, and I watched a little bit of it. It's kind of like, you know, it, it, it's it's still very much in the infancy of being a, a televised sport, but it was it was interesting. Like they they have some moves. The, I can't believe you just delivered on that. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. good. Was Major, League, Major League Baseball free agency started today, and the offseason officially got underway uh, in the MLB. That, that's a that's a random sports headline for yeah. you. Yeah, that is, I mean, kind of. Random. We, have we just random in, in the sports call world? True. Because we haven't discussed we have it at all. We have not talked about baseball. We've been very focused on, on uh, Auburn Athletics True. today. You know, we True. mentioned the, the crazy Vikings and Bills game in the NFL, and this time of year we're talking a lot more about the NFL. We'll see a fun game tonight between the Philadelphia Eagles and Washington Commanders and see if the Eagles can remain the NFL's only unbeaten team. But look, it's the start of Major League Baseball free agency. Braves Announced have two, to the Braves. two big free agents uh, that a lot of people would love for them to retain and Dansby Swanson and Kenley Jansen. And then, uh, yeah, there's a lot of smoke. Uh, regarding Jacob DeGrom as a potential Atlanta Brave. Yeah, that would be huge. Uh, obviously, want to keep Dansby. Uh, I think he's a, a great just to keep for the Braves in general, but he is a very great defensive shortstop, um, and he led the team in batting average this year. So he, he had a very solid season, kind of tapered off towards the end, um, but the whole team did. So you can't really just put that on Dansby alone. Uh, so yeah, uh, expecting him to be re-signed, um, hopefully very soon. And Kenley Jansen, um, that, yeah, I, I mean, he's, he's a top reliever. Obviously he's one of the best of all time, um, or closer, excuse me. Um, but we'll see if, if Anthopolis decides that Kenley Jansen is worth bringing back. 
Um, he led the he led the league in saves, correct? He did. He was up towards yeah, the top, up yeah. towards the top, and and but he was also up towards the top in blown saves. So that's just something that uh, you got to keep in mind, and and we'll see. Sometimes that stinks because your team yeah. is so good, yeah. right? That you're going to get more opportunities to save games. Right. That's going to give you more opportunities to blow to saves. blow the save. Yeah. yeah so I uh, will just see. Degrom so to the Braves. Big up. Aaron Judge is out there ah, potentially. That's going to be big. maybe go back, probably go back to the Yankees. Is, uh, but you never know. He's I know he's uh, his childhood club is the the Giants, right? I think he's yes. a San Francisco. He yeah, grew up out there, yeah. San Francisco Giants. He the Dodgers gave, have all a lot of money to throw yeah. at people. He gave the Yankees a chance, and they they didn't do it in time. So what if he just is like, you know what? I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to say I was looking at this uh, MLB.com article. Uh, and about free agent predictions, and the, they've got the uh, most educated. It's like educated guesses on where top free agents will sign. The top one for the Jacob Degrom is actually the Rangers. Interesting. Uh, uh, they've got the Braves in there, the Mets, the Dodgers, Giants, Astros, Guardians, and Padres are also teams that are interested in Degrom. But the the Rangers are coming in. I, I think I've, I heard that the other day on some either either podcast or radio show I was listening to that the Rangers had a lot of interest in getting Jacob Degrom there and. You know, well, one who why? wouldn't, but then two, you know, it, it's it, why would the the argument was made? Why would Degrom want to go there? Yeah. because they're not winning as much. But you've you've seen Stranger Things of guys the Rangers going, just got Jake Odorizzi in a trade with yeah. the Braves just last week. So uh, Jansen was second in Major League Baseball second. with forty one saves on the season. Forty two was the leader, uh, and Emmanuel Classe from the Cleveland Guardians. Gotcha. So, yeah, we're seeing the start of uh, Major League Baseball free agency. Can you deliver on anything else random in sports? Oh, man. Um, I set you up for greatness. The yeah. World Cup is starting soon. The World Cup is starting soon. Which you is very la- different and weird, as we talked about on Friday's show. Yeah, you had the last, I think this was the last weekend of like club games going on, and now you're hitting that international break. You're going to start getting um, a lot of international uh, friendlies leading up to the World Cup. Um the U.S. women's national team beat Germany yesterday, two to one. They broke like a three-game losing skid, which was very—it's very uncommon for the ladies yeah, of the women's very. national team. Uh, but they—they they were able to beat Germany yesterday, uh, two to one. So they're back on the winning track of things. Um, uh, what else happened? Uh, oh, shout out to uh, the Division Two NCAA football. Uh, their their bracket got announced yesterday. Uh, Grace, uh, my my fiance Grace's stepbrother is the long snapper on Limestone College's team. They made the playoffs uh, for the first time in a long time, and they're going to go down and play uh, West Florida down in Pensacola in this coming weekend, the number three seed. So it's good, good luck to them. So, you got a Division Two football playoffs starting this weekend, so some fun stuff there. There's a random sport. You did a good job. Yeah. You delivered on that one. I'm, a, I'm an educated man. You're a renaissance man yeah. when it comes to sports. Can you do anything else? Uh, how would you feel about Trey Turner going to the Phillies? Not ideal. That's but not that's not breaking yeah. news, but that's just I was just continuing to read this article, and that's that's who uh, MLB.com is projecting is the front runner for. I think the Phillies will be Trey a player Turner. somewhere. I really do. I think the Phillies will spend some money. Carlos, I think the Angels will continue to spend some money too. Carlos Correa could be a Dodger at the end of this whole thing. Um, not a lot of other. They, the MLB.com does have the Braves getting Dansby Swanson back. And so that could be. Uh, I think the United States is getting a pickleball league. 
I think. I oh saw yeah, that did somewhere. you see that uh, CBS is going to have like a celebrity pickleball tournament on Thursday night? This Thursday. This Thursday, Stephen Colbert is hosting it. It's like pre-recorded, but like it's a celebrity pickleball tournament on night on primetime television, seven o'clock. On Hell CBS. yeah! Yes, Stephen Colbert. It's called Pickled, I think. Hell yeah! I think Emma Watson is going to be a part of it. That's one of the bigger stars. Um, I want to say Sugar Ray Leonard's going to be there, but it may not be Sugar Ray Leonard. I'll be Maybe tuned I have in. No understanding of pickleball. Whatsoever. It's amazing. I play it all the time. Let me see if I can. Uh, or wait, no. I understand pickleball. I think. I think cricket is coming to the United States. I think that maybe that's what I read. I got to look it up. I'm trying to find yeah, some Yeah, I've of never these, known uh, cricket to be a United States no. sport. And that would be one that is interesting to me. You've got the three sticks behind the batter and hurling it one direction and sometimes they make crazy catches and United States does have a cricket association though. Yeah, the USACA. The um United States of America Cricket Association. Sugar Le- Sugar Ray Leonard and Emma Watson are going to be on a on a team called the Volley Ranchers. I can't wait. And then it, seven o'clock. Uh, I believe so. Seven o'clock I'm CBS. Make sure the DVR is Eight ready o'clock for that. Eight o'clock CBS Tuesday or Thursday night. Uh, and then if you've got Paramount Plus, you can watch it afterwards, of course. But um, Steve, yeah, Stephen Colbert's hosting it and going to be like there. It's like for charity or something, but. It, it's already been recorded, and they're they're gonna air it. But yeah, pickleball night prime time television, right? And it's going up against the NFL on Thursday night too. How about that? You put it, you're they're they're going hard with it, sticking it right up next to the NFL Thursday night football. There's there, there's a random. Are you intrigued you. by that at all, or no? Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know if I'm gonna sit down and watch it, uh, but if. Uh, if I had the means to watch it afterward, I may go back and find, you know, find it. I'll be tuned in. Stephen Colbert. I'll, I kind of like Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Good stuff. There. Sports. Thank you, Brooks. Random. Yeah. You delivered. Uh, <laughs> let's take a time out. We'll talk about more relevant sports after this. Call me the UPS call. man. We need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. This is Philip Lolly, former Auburn Tigers football assistant coach for the 2010 National Championship team, and you are listening to Sports Call. Welcome back into the program. It's Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brooks Childress and Cam Berry. We hope that you are doing well on this Monday, November 14th of 2022. Here's a story that you might have missed in college football from over the weekend. But we've got to give it some love. Here in the state of Alabama, Troy football quite relevant over the weekend. As Troy played Army, guys. And Troy linebacker Carlton Marshall, an undersized former walk-on and 60-year senior, set the NCAA record for career tackles. He now has 546 career tackles. In the game against Army, how many tackles did he have, you ask? Oh, just your run-of-the-mill average... 22-tackle performance game. And again, a former walk-on. He did not have a single 
FBS offer. He's from Mobile. He's from yep. McGill Toolin. They're in Mobile. 251. And he has the NCAA record all time, and he stands five foot nine, two hundred and ten pounds. That's it's insane. awesome, man. Got that dog in him. He's yeah, like a do. little wrecking ball he running is, around man. the field. Yeah, he's that, that's awesome. We uh we were talking about that actually uh this morning on the score and and how he set the record and that's just so so cool that as a walk-on six-year senior and just you know living out his dream and he was given a chance by coach Summerall and um now he's an NC like his name is etched in history and it's he's not even done really because the season's not even over yet like he's gonna keep going and and you know however many tackles he ends up with at the end of his career is is going to be the record and that's that's just really awesome troy of course now has an eight and two record on the season five and one in the Sun Belt. south alabama also eight and two yeah. on the season troy so pretty good south. football yeah i would yeah. say they hold the tie uh, troy holds the tiebreaker and that i think i don't know if, i think i saw this weekend that that was this game against army was the first ever sellout in troy football history that's the first time they've ever sold out their stadium so yeah they had Big of, atmosphere. Like 31,000 people there. You, you, so you talk about the atmosphere here in Jordan Hare Stadium. Had a big atmosphere just a couple hours south uh, of here in Troy. Uh, yep, they're, they're going bowling. South Alabama's going bowling. Uh, UAB's still trying to find their way to a bowl game. They're, they're, I think they're a couple wins away from uh, getting to a bowl game. And they've got uh, two games left. I know they've got Louisiana Tech as last week. And then they got some uh, – Who's this? UAB. They're, oh. they're close to a bowl game. They, they got to win their last two games to get to a uh, get to a bowl game. Um, and so the state of Alabama, yeah, is is you know continues to be really really bowling in football. UAB plays LSU this weekend. Well, then they won't. Uh, well, they only need one more win, then don't they? Let me confirm. Yeah, that's who it was. That was what I said. I don't think they played a. Uh, conference game this coming weekend they're five and five so they need one more yeah. win so they got to beat uh middle tennessee i think it's the last game it's louisiana tech that's right and i literally just said that five <laughs> minutes ago they got to beat louisiana tech in two weeks or they got to beat lsu Are this you weekend okay? i don't know this is all jumbled it's up monday yeah. i'm never on a monday show this He's is throwing the, me Burke's off got a case of the mondays my brain checks out i i hate to be that guy i don't know but you sat in this chair uh, last monday one week ago and i didn't do well either then I haven't listened to the podcast yet, so you called me out on it. You it. texted me because you were at the basketball game. I, well, I listened on the way yeah, over, That's and I was right. I, I was out of sorts. I did, yeah, you uh, confused some callers. Yeah, I was out of yes. sorts. It's a Monday thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's, so the Monday. I'm yeah. glad to see you though. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, Tom's not. Tom is. Tom uh, will be huh. back later. He'll be here on Thursday. All right. Um, good. Congrats to uh, again Carlton Marshall, the now career leader in FBS. Uh, total tackles, 22 tackles against Army from this past weekend. Insane performance from him. Pretty impressive numbers for yeah. sure. All right, um, as we move forward here on the program here on this Monday. Now time for the best. Woo-hoo! And worst. No! 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 Of the weekend. Best and worst of the weekend. I think we can all agree that the uh, atmosphere of the scene at Jordan-Hare Stadium was pretty special yeah. over the weekend with how many people rallied behind Cadillac Williams and this Auburn football program. I want to give my best of the weekend honor to Carlton, though. I, I think he okay. deserves some love. I'm going to give him uh, the best of the weekend honor. What about you guys? Uh, ah, As much as I 
hate that this is going to be my best of the weekend because I don't like Joel Embiid at all whatsoever. But 59 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds, or excuse me, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 7 blocks, and, uh, and his team only scored like 105 points is That's ridiculous. Nuts. Yeah, <laughs> is absolutely insane. Um, so I, I will give that, I, I will give Joel Embiid my my best of the weekend scoring and doing all of absolutely that. Absolutely nuts. Yeah, absolutely insane performance. And, and and coming off of a 42 point for performance against my Hawks. Um so playing good basketball. Yeah, you know, just he's and I can't stand the guy, but he's he's balling. He's Brooksy? balling out. Uh my best of the weekend uh came yesterday in the late window of the NFL. Cowboys Packers, former Auburn Tiger Rudy Ford had himself a day yesterday yeah, defensively. Two interceptions, uh, four total, ta- four tackles, all of them solo. Uh, it is just a phenomenal. Where I think he what sixty-eight yards of interception return. Nice uh, was what I'm looking here on the stats. Just at a, at a baller day. Picking off deck twice. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. his. I think that's his first two interceptions of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it is so. Uh, Came in, played a big role in that uh, Cowboys loss. The uh, uh, the Packers come from behind win against the Cowboys. And so, Rudy Ford, best of the weekend. All right, worst of the weekend. Are you prepared for this? Yeah. Are um, you prepared for this? Yeah. Wow, okay, go ahead. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go you first? You go first. I went first uh, this time. The, the, the worst of the weekend. And it'll probably be the same as yours. Uh, I, well, I'll go two worst. I've got. I'll get get two worst because I, I. If me and you are picking this one of the same ones, I'll, I'll give two to di- differentiate. The give first one, one first. The first one is the lesser one. Uh, Beauregard sees football season ending Friday night down in Mobile at UMS. Right. Hard that is not game. what Cam was going to say. That I don't think it is because uh, uh, I've got another. Or I had another one, and, and I let. I think Cam is going to say is, is going to say it. So Beauregard losing on Friday night. Uh, it, they had a great season. Uh, just couldn't get it done against UMS, right? And I'll tell you what, you know, sitting there watching that game Friday night with, with Tim Sin and the guys uh, on the broadcast, Beauregard was just as good as UMS, right? There was a couple uh, uh, un- unfortunate plays, uh, a fumble return for a touchdown, and uh, a kickoff return a kickoff for a return. touchdown on the opening kickoff yeah, of the game. Yeah, and it, it, it was just an unfortunate bounce on that kick. And so if those two don't happen, Beauregard is right there. They've got a chance to win it and keep going. But, uh, they, you know, those kids fought really hard. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough to ride the, uh, be able to ride with the team down and back. And, uh, you know, they, they, those kids are – there's nothing to hang their head, heads about this season. Had a, had a great run, and I'm, I have no doubt that they're going to be back in that same situation next year, a chance to go even further was in the playoffs. Was it the team – and and like parents and fans are just the team. That, what where did you go? Uh, there were two buses. Both of them were just the team and coaches, okay. and then uh, three radio people. Okay, very fun. Yeah, and the team photographer was with us too. Okay, nice. I got to sit next to the team photographer. Shout Enjoyable. Out, shout out, brother Russ. Yeah, brother Russ, I love it. Um, do you want to say the worst, or you want to see if Cam's I, I want got to see it? if Cam's got it because okay. I think he's going to have it. All right. Well, my worst of the weekend is going to be the University of Virginia football players, the three of them, uh, three guys getting shot. Sure. Um, Lavelle Davis Jr., Devin Chandler, and Deshaun Perry um, passing away, um, getting killed by a former uh, University of Virginia football player um, as they were coming back from a class field trip. Um, really sad, just 
seemed like it was kind of random and uh, unfortunate that it happened. And, and so prayers to those, those families and, and everybody that's affected by that. And as Tom said, another shooting as well uh, on the University of Idaho's campus a little bit earlier. So, uh, yeah, very, uh, very tragic things taking place. And uh, our thoughts and prayers are certainly extended to those universities and those communities. All right, that was our best and worst of the weekend. Last time out of the show, we come back to have our nightly TV guide after this on Sports Call. J.J. Jackson and the guys want to hear from you. Give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. Now back to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Back on the program, it's Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. J.J. Jackson hanging out with Brooks Childress. And Kim Barry, 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 9 Brooks, remind people where we're going to be on Thursday. Uh, we're going to be at the Southwest uh, Volunteer Fire Department down nice. the wire road. Nice. Come see us. The annual chili dinner to benefit the Southwest Volunteer Fire Department. They're going to have lots of great raffles, giveaway stuff, great music, delicious chili. We're going to be there. That may be the negative. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and and I know you know Tom plugged it earlier and talked about you know they got a lot of college students there, but you know they they get grants, they have to apply for grants to help funding, but they don't get you know they don't get funding, they don't get tax dollar funding. Uh, their volunteer fire department, they they this this helps them keep all their equipment up to uh, up to standard so that they can go out there and serve the community and uh, be well equipped to uh, help everybody in times of need. I know one of their big things Tom always talks about is a few years ago when the uh, tornadoes went through Beauregard, they went down there and they were down there helping out. And, uh, and so they're not just there. They help out all of Lee County, all the area when they're, when they're needed to not just their own district. So get out there and uh, Thursday night, come see us. I'm sure we'll have some giveaway stuff to hand out too. And uh, they'll, they'll have a, They'll, they'll have some great chili for you. We're going to be ready, aren't we? Heck yeah, it's, we are. Uh, it's going to be fun. 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 Jeff from Columbus. Jeff has called into Sports Call. Hey, Jeff. Hey, guys. How y'all doing this evening? Well, how are you? Doing well, sir. I'm doing good, man. I tell you, I feel like I ought to be in bed for an... I, I can't get used to Yeah, this. nobody's used to this. This is absolutely terrible. Yeah, I hate that damn thing. But, uh... Man, I wanted to call. Oh, you all were, you all were the remote Friday, right? Yes, Did sir. You all, were you on the air? We were. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I I just listened to it on my uh, cell phone, and I just for some reason I couldn't get it. But that's okay. I'll I'll get it on a podcast. Yeah, there you go. Um. Uh. Hey, I wanted to call. Uh. Just uh, Um. Hey. Uh. Brooks, you got me the other day. It was. So you weren't there Friday. Y'all took off early Thursday, right? Early vacation or something. Yeah, the Falcons, uh, Falcons. played. The Falcons had Thursday night football. Yeah, that's right. The Falcons played. But uh, Wednesday night, I do put a lot of stock into your what's on the TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's coming on. So I was happy because I heard Ghostbusters was going to be on. So I'm sitting there. I'm winding down and stuff. And I go, oh, Brooks said Ghostbusters was on. I flipped over there. And it was the girl version. Oh, I was so disappointed. 
Well, it got me yeah. too. Then I didn't know it was the was the newer version. I yeah. thought it was. I thought it said the I, uh, the Bill Murray one. Well, no, I'm telling you, it was. Uh, you should be ashamed, bro. I'm sorry. I I yes. I would. Should we suspend him from nightly TV guy duties for a week, Jeff? No, I don't know. I, he, he does. I think he might need time. it. I think he might need the suspension. <laughs> I mean, maybe dude, two that days. No information right there. But, I, yeah, I, I take full man. responsibility yeah. for that because I, that, I, I let, I let that slip through the cracks. I usually am good about researching, making sure it is what yeah. version it is because yeah. I don't like when I put on the suspension TV suspension in place. When, when I put the stuff on the TV <laughs> yeah. guide, I make sure that I've seen it and I'm, I'm like, yeah, this is something that you know we need to put on there. Right. I, I apologize. That is on me. I got it. And I was sitting there, and I go, I didn't even realize it was called Ghostbusters. I mean, I, I just thought it was, you know, like Ghostbusters. Uh, girls you know, Ghostbusters. I don't know what, yeah, yeah. the girls version. Yeah, girl, girl Busters or something. I don't know. But I just, I, I had no idea. And I was, I was sitting there, I go, hey, I know what I'm going to watch. I'll just flip the channel. Got through there, had to wait for a commercial, and then it comes on. I go, man, I'm disappointed. I went to bed. Good thing it was dark early. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Right no kidding. But um, hey, you all were saying, and I know Tom is a volunteer. I, I didn't realize that was that's right. He's a volunteer fire. No, is is he a volunteer fire department? He is indeed. What really has been forever? But he yeah. Go to the station. He doesn't sit there at the station then. He goes up there and does Am paperwork right? and does a little bit of stuff, but he, he does not, you know, have shifts or anything. He'll stay up there really? one or two nights a week just for the hell of it, I think. Uh, okay, well, that's what I was about to say, and I, I, I didn't know that they actually manned the volunteer fire department. Yeah, I, we, we've uh, got a full tour of the facility. They've got multiple bedrooms um, that uh, oh, really? are like bunks kind of set up and that sort of thing. Right. And uh, Brooks, what would you say, five or six? Yeah. People I, I can probably... So. Yeah. Have and a I, bed delay. Oh, really? I, I think they've had a couple yeah. people that have, uh, you know, had a couple of their volunteer firefighters before that have rented no, it yeah, out, rented yeah. it out, and stayed there. Oh yeah, that's what I was about to say. Dang, that'd be pretty good. Uh, that'd be a pretty good, good yeah. deal right there. But the yeah, one no, thing is, you got to always be able to go on a call. If you, you know, he says, that, hey, yeah, if you're gonna, right, if you're gonna right, be right. one of the guys renting this, you need to understand and, that you're yeah. always on call. So, right, man. I have a lot. They of do great work. Volunteer firemen. That is great work, and. Hey, um, uh, real quick, you they are having their, what is it, their chili fundraiser? Yes, like, uh, Thursday. So is it that time of year again? Yep, we Thursday. do it every year. Okay. Yes, sir. I, it, man, it seems this year's flown by. No I kidding. that's what happens when you don't have a pandemic. Like this football <laughs> season, it's over. Only two games left. So yeah. Long. Yeah, I waited so long. Well, only two games left if, you, if you're Auburn. Right. If you're a Georgia fan, you might you got be things playing to root for. You know, yeah. More. Yeah, exactly. So, but hey, I do want. I just wanted to bust your chops a little bit, and I'll be listening. And uh, he's got I'll a he's got a week long week. suspension. He's gonna oh. he's gonna get to do it today, oh, oh but God. then uh, he's I going into suspension. Brooks, I, hate, I hate to bring that on to you, Brooks. But that's okay. We'll <laughs> that's get over. fine. All right. We'll talk. We'll talk to y'all later on. Okay? Jeff, thank you. All right. That's our good pal Jeff from Columbus joining us on the program. I feel like Jeff just reported me to the NCAA. Objectively. That's hilarious, right? Yeah. That you gave the wrong movie I'm, out. And I, I apologize because I try to do my research and make sure that it's... I think suspension is warranted. Because I've never seen... Uh, I've, I've never watched the newer Ghostbusters, and I was like, oh, it's Ghostbusters. I, I, I thought it was... And I just... It just slipped through the cracks there. Now, let me ask you this, Brooks. Yeah. You're going to give us the TV guide here. Yeah. 
and then you're going to serve your suspension beginning tomorrow. <laughs> I just feel like this through is the, the end in, of the week. This is like in, the NCAA. This through is like over, week, overstepping. I will ask you. Yeah. Would you like to appeal the suspension? I will be appealing the suspension. You will. Because it was one... F- it was After it- you serve it, however. <laughs> you can appeal after you serve no, it. No, I will. You can appeal I'm, after... I'll be appealing right now. I'm going to get my lawyer on the phone. Okay, well, you need to pick somebody oh, within our family to represent you. All right, I know who... Does Do they have to be a member of Sports Car? Can I go with our, our resident lawyer that is on our <laughs> no. broadcasts? Uh you, I would like them to be within the sports car right. world that actually understands what the hell we're talking about. All right, about. I'm sorry, Walter. <laughs> I, I was going to get him. Mr. Northcutt, so who's going to represent you? I'm going to go with uh, uh, Ryan Lavoy. That's He's going to represent he, you? He will be my That's representation. Do you think that the uh, the state is worried about lawyer Lavoy? I think so. It should be. You think they I, are? I think so. I think so. You want me to speak on behalf of the state? Sure. We're not worried at all. All right, I'll let him know. About lawyer Lavoy. I'll let him know. Lawyer Lavoy? Yeah. Irrelevant. Wow. Where is he? Wow. Brooks Childress suspended beginning tomorrow through the end of the week. All right, well on presenting the nightly TV guy. I would like to say disregard the email that I sent out a few minutes ago because uh <laughs> it's for the week. That's for the week and so now you're going to have to do your own research. Oh no. I feel like this feels this like is the NCAA a, is, is overstepping. Yeah, is, I like it's one violation and I'm necessary. getting suspended for uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for four games, yeah. a four, four game, suspension game suspension for a one violation. Wow. I think I could I think I could wow. find more violations if I needed to. <laughs> But again, we're not, not we're not in court yet, so I'm not going to present on my. Oh evidence. my gosh! Can't say I think I could find the more. State I really could. Yeah, to I uh, I'm not going to present all my information until no, we're in okay. court. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one or toll free at one triple eight nine Tiger Nine. Brooks is suspended. Uh, we go to the phone lines. Michael from Auburn. Michael has called into the program. Hey, Michael. Hey guys, uh, just had a. Some comments uh, just from – I got to go to the game Saturday night, just some of the uh, things I observed. Yeah. Uh, the Texas A&M fans, I was asking them what their opinions were on Jimbo, and they were really adamant that, you know, they were hoping that he was fired that night, and they were hoping their their uh, feelings are they really want he freeze. So um, that seems to be the, the, the folks around me. Uh, of what they were wanting, and I asked them. I said, you know, they, they don't want to write the check, and they said, well, the check's not that much of a difference. I think it's ten or fifteen million difference next year, and so, uh, you know, they, they're thinking that they just go ahead and do it because the way the contract structure, there's not much of a difference. So, I'm curious to how that plays into different things. Uh, the other thing, there, I don't know that he had an interview, but they. I think we lost Michael from Auburn there, starting to break up at the end. But, uh, yeah, the future of Jimbo Fisher very much so kind of in doubt as the head football coach for Texas A&M. And Auburn, guys, we we continue to wait and and see who's going to be the next head coach for the Auburn Tigers. And I'll tell you what, if if it is, you know, if it comes to fruition, I, I don't know because, again, like even though it's not that much of a difference in the buyout this year, next year, uh, $95 million is still a lot of money to pay someone not to coach your football team, and then you got to go and pay someone else to coach your football team. I don't think they would find their, you know, they, they'd have pro- problems getting the money up from their boosters and their, their base to pay someone 
But, um, you know, the, the fact that Auburn went ahead and made the move for Brian Harson or to, to get Brian Harson uh, out of the building, and you were prepared to make that move and start a coaching search before a potential opening anywhere else in the SEC, especially Texas A&M that can just throw wads of cash at anybody. Yeah. Money. That, that it's really good for Auburn because you've got it for SEC job you've got your pick basically if you're Auburn you can go out there and you can get somebody uh, and you know like uh, Michael was just saying it, it, if it's true and the, a lot of the fans want Hugh Freeze if Auburn wanted Hugh Freeze more than Texas A and first they would be able to get there and make their offer to uh, to Hugh Freeze and then uh, be be able to block Texas A and M away from it to get their preferred candidate. Here's our TV guide. Our show is about to end. But we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide. Our Nightly TV Guide is brought to you by our friends over at White Claw Hard Seltzer. Please do yourself a favor. Again, please do yourself a favor and stop by your local TK's convenience store to pick up a variety pack of White Claw. All the best flavors that you want to enjoy. Let's get to the events on television tonight. Brooks Childress. Yeah. One last TV guide before serving his suspension. Brooksy? I'm appealing. Also, do yourself a favor and double-check these movies before you watch them to make sure they're actually correct because uh, obviously my track record is now in question. Blemished. Three movies for you to start off tonight with uh, if you are looking for some entertainment. There's limited sports on, so three movies tonight. 6 o'clock AMC San Andreas, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, it's a disaster movie. Giant earthquakes hit the state of California. He's trying to save his daughter. He's a firefighter. Um, it's uh, it's it's I've not heard the, it was meh. it's not the best movie, but you're watching it for if you like action. Yeah, you're looking for the action. You're looking for uh, suspense. You're not looking for a great storyline. Um, we're we're close enough. You know, next week's Thanksgiving. Then that starts the Christmas season. My goodness. So if you're already in the Christmas mood, here's two two movie picks for you to get your Christmas spirit started. I think these are the first two Christmas movie picks for the year on uh, the Nightly TV. Guys, starting at seven o'clock on TNT, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, oh, nice. starring Chevy Chase. Hilarious movie. Uh, then at seven thirty on Freeform, it's Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. It's not also the first a one. Solid movie. It is a solid movie. Um, Colin McCulkin is the the star of it. Lost in New York City at Christmas time. You know, Home Alone. It's a movie. You, you, the the movie happened. You know, right? And then you get to two. You're like, how did they forget the kid again <laughs> after the first time? But you know, we got number two. They never learn. What awful parents. <laughs> um, sports on for you this evening. Moving on. Seven fifteen on ESPN. You got the NFL action tonight. Monday Night Football. The Washington Commanders and the Philadelphia Eagles. As JJ said, Eagles trying to become the final team or trying to remain the final team undefeated in the National Football League. Uh, it should be a fun one. Jake Elliott is my kicker. I need him to do good things tonight in my fantasy league. I would like it if although it is Devonta Smith's birthday, I hope he doesn't have a single catch. And then 7.30 tonight on FS1, some college basketball action for you. Butler makes the trip to Happy Valley as they take on the Penn State Nittany Lions. So there's some basketball action for you if you're not into the NFL tonight. And that is a look at your TV guide brought to you by our friends at White Claw Hard Seltzer. Thank you very much, Brooks. Yep. Suspension coming now. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Cam, thanks for being here. Yes, sir. We'll see you later in the week. Oh, yeah. Congrats on not being suspended today. Thank you. Uh, I'm appealing. Brooks, I love you, man. Yeah. It's Look, like the e- e- even when you mess up, I still love you at the end of the day. Stand up to the man. Tom, 
Always great having you around, buddy. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this Monday edition of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. For Brooks Childress, Cambury, and Tom Peavy, my name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day. Good day.